Hi, this is Samantha. And this is Nancy. And welcome to Random Women Stuff. So I know that I'm saying so. And I know <laughs> that I need to stop saying so, but that's never going to happen, apparently. In our last week's episode, we did talk about how we're going to post every two weeks. But since we had such a significant event happen over the last week, we wanted to uh, pay tribute to the notorious RBG. Unfortunately, she passed away on the 18th of September. um, And it's super duper sad because this woman is a pioneer for women's rights and for LGBTQ rights. And I think it only makes sense to take a couple minutes to talk about her and all of the awesome badass things that she's done in her career and um, just maybe like pour one out for her, you know? Yeah, we really wanted to to pay tribute to someone who's inspired us and really is at the heart of this, you know, the whole goal of this podcast is, you know, random women stuff, talking about women's rights, gender equality, and she really is the pioneer of that. Um, you know, one of them, one of many, but really one of the most notable people. And she became a pop culture icon and just so many people know what she've done. she's done. We wanted to just pay tribute to her. And it was a really sad day on Friday. Agreed. In 1956, she enrolled in Harvard Law School. And out of 552 men, there were just eight other women. Wow. And RBG was one of them. And the best part is she graduated at the top of her class. What's up? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. She's such, she was such a badass like right at the beginning, you know? During her stint at Harvard, her husband actually got very sick uh, with cancer, and she did everything that she did, was graduated top of her class while being, you know, taking care of her sick husband and just being an all-around badass person. Mm-hmm. And once she graduated and uh, started her career, uh, she faced sexism, like, on the daily, which, not surprising. And she actually had to fight for equal pay for herself. She was a law professor at Rutgers and she was not getting paid equally. And she went into her boss and said, Hey, how come I don't get paid equally? And the Dean replied, Ruth, he has a wife and two children to support. You have a husband with a good paying job in New York. Oh, so apparently you don't need to get as much money because you're a woman and you don't have a wife and two kids to support. That's cool. Yeah. So she sued, she sued them and won. Super badass. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know that she co-founded the Women's Rights Project at the ACLU? Oh, really? Yep. And did you know that she also became the first female Jewish Supreme Court justice? I did not know that, but that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Did you know she's only she's one of only four female justices in history? Wow, that's that's a lot. That's not a lot, actually. <laughs> I was like, the wait opposite, a minute, that's a lot? It's the opposite of a lot. It's not a lot. <laughs> that's a lot? <laughs> Did you know she had, in the year of our Lord, removed from Supreme Court bar certificates? No, I did not know that. And I know everybody's going, so what? Why would she do that? Why would it matter? But she was a true champion for upholding the Constitution and the law mm-hmm. and the separation of church and state. She stood up for that. So I think that even though it seems like a silly little thing. It's not. It's not. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's not. It's very important to keep that separate, people. 
So vote that way, okay? She she gained notice because she was very vocal about dissenting in so when she wrote a dissenting opinion on something that came before the Supreme Court, she really got notice for speaking about it, being impassioned about it, like not just, okay, my job as a Supreme Court justice is to say, okay, I don't agree with this case and here's why I don't agree. It doesn't go with the law, blah, 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 blah. She wrote very powerful and impactful statements and then spoke out about them. She didn't just say, no, I don't agree with the major majority. Yeah. So how, how many other Supreme Court jo- justices can you say, oh, I know X justice voted against this and this is why? Yeah. Yeah. She was very vocal. And I think for a, such a, a woman in like short stature, like me, you know, like I love that about her. She was not afraid to disagree with someone and tell you why, you know, and like the passion she had for her career and for the what rights she stood up for, I think is like super empowering and impactful to women and people that look up to her. And and she also read out loud like her dissenting opinion. She would read it out loud from the bench. She would read it in language in which everybody could understand. She didn't yeah. she didn't completely stay with the legal jargonese, you know, I should and shall and you should, blah, blah, blah. She Therefore she, to within thou. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Million she commas. Like, <laughs> she broke it down and she read out loud and she said it in a way that people could understand why the minority or that group of person or group of people or whatever was happening was not right. Yeah. Did you also know that she's the first justice to officiate a same-sex marriage? That's mind-blowing to me. I did not know that, and that just makes it so much more awesome. Mm -hmm. I like this quote by her. I think of how the Constitution begins. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, but we're still striving for that more perfect union. And one of the perfections is for we, the people, to include an ever-enlarged group. I love that because as we are evolving as a culture and really starting to normalize the fluidity of gender, the the fact that it isn't male or female, it is... It's everybody. It's everybody. Every single fucking person, period. Yes. There's nothing. There's no like, but not like, no, it's everybody. It should be. Although we did write a bunch of butts into the Constitution. Well, but whatever. yeah, but <laughs> let's be honest. Those were people from when writing a Constitution? About 1776. Who? White people? White yeah. men? Okay. Yeah. Like, we're not that same people. Okay. So, yes. the people needs to mean every single fucking body. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. My other favorite quote that's flying around on the internet and I put it on my Instagram, I think, was, you know, people asked her, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court? And her response was, when there's nine. And something to the effect of people looked at her quizzically and said, why? why? And she's like, well, nobody questions when there's nine men on it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, it just, it boils it all down to yep. nobody questions when it's all men. My other favorite quote by her is... um Women belong in the place where decisions are made. In all the places decisions all the are decision- being made. Yeah, yes. 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 I love that quote by her because it's just like, well, no, no shit, you know, but like it has to be said because people still don't think women belong in every space, you know, and that right. kills me as a woman. It kills me. Yeah. 
Like I had in our a previous episode where we talked about my family member who completely did not agree with that. Today, women don't belong in, in the spaces where he is working and he doesn't believe that they should be treated equally or get paid equally. Like that's just a fact today. It fucking kills me. Anyway. Yes. So she's like literally the only... Supreme Court justice who's become a pop icon, which I think is like super awesome and like crazy to think about. Like, do you know of any other Supreme Court justices that are like, that had any impact on you or me? Well, I can't think of any. We know Brett Kavanaugh is a dick. Well, no, I mean like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a pop icon is like, yeah, no, like fucking Madonna, we, you know, like <laughs> Sonia Sotomayor, you know, as a justice is, has done some great things, but also we don't hear about her as much as we heard about RBG because mm-hmm. um, RBG was just out there. And I don't know if it was the little lace things she wore on top of her robes or were just fantastic. Um, I love that. I love that. Or if it was, I don't know what it was besides her just magnetic, amazing personality for such a tiny person and just being out there. And, um, you know, Friday night when I heard that she passed, I literally said, shed some tears. I was like, no, this can't happen, especially right now in our current climate. We cannot have an opening this big before the election. Yeah, I agree. It's terrifying. And like, I honestly, I think she was trying to hold on for as long as she possibly could, you know? Yeah, she did her best. She's amazing. And we love you for that. So I'm overwhelmingly upset about the whole situation. After, you know, the articles like were flying all over the place, people were saying like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. You know, like the the amount of attention that this got, obviously was, I mean, it made sense. But like, some of the responses I saw from people were absolutely disgusting. Like they literally, someone said, ding dong, the witch is dead. Oh. Yeah. Like literally someone said that. And and like, I can't believe how appalling, disturbing that person is. Like you should never say something like that. Like even if Mitch McConnell died, I might be a little happy about it, but I'm not going to say that. That's just awful. And what did she do to you specifically? You know, like, go fuck yourself, you little piece of shit from Michigan. How dare you say something like that? She has done nothing to you. The folks that are leading our country, you know, I I don't remember seeing any, well, this is sad. You know, you did a great service to our country. It was, we've got to get somebody appointed ASAP. Mm -hmm. This opens up a window. Yay. It was was kind of the feeling I got from the... uh, Twitter storm that yeah and happens like, every weekend. I don't know. I was talking about this with a friend yesterday. Um, and I literally was like, why is it that we don't get to make a decision about a position that's held for life? Why why is it that we the people don't get to make that decision? Rather, it's some random fucking person who we appoint that maybe will be there for four years. Right. Like to me, that's kind of bullshitty. And like that person could be in the position for 20, 30, 40 years. Why do you get to make that decision for a, like a span of literally four years? Maybe, you know, like if you die for some reason, because, you know, we've had presidents die in midterm. So like, or they don't get reelected. Like all those things have happened. I don't know. I just think it's really shitty. My, my ultimate like thing that I want to say out of all this, because I don't, I don't have anything else after this. Get out there and vote. 
if you if you had any respect for the notorious RBG, like get out there, be vocal, take from her. She was out there vocal, not afraid to stand up to people who did not agree with her. Like we should be more like her. You know, she is an example that we should set for at the very least the younger generation of women out there because we are still oppressed today. And that's not and we're not even the worst minority. There are way worse minorities out there. You have the black community, you have the LGBTQ community. Like there's so many people out there who are being oppressed. And it's because you have these white fucking Republican men who are making decisions for people who they don't care about. Yes. And so much stuff is changing on an hourly basis and a daily basis. There's going to be so much stuff coming out. Pay attention to the news. Pay attention to the different ways that you could potentially help push this vote off until the after the election. Um you know, this appointment until after the election, if there becomes a way, if there's senators you can call, if there's things that come out that it's, you know, to push people to hold this off. Because back in 2016, when a nomination was opened up back before Obama left office, and it was opened up in March, was able, or the Republicans were able to stall the nomination and say, we're not going to appoint anybody until the next president is elected because we don't feel that a leaving office president should be able to make this decision. And the one thing I want to I want to end with cuz I found this really awesome quote by RBG, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead ad- others to join you. So, thank you Ruth. We love you. Thank you. And I think you guys stay sassy. And thanks for stopping in. Mm-hmm.